Welcome to the HCC Podcast. Our mission is to nurture love for God, love for self, and love for others as the highest goal of humanity. May the following message nurture that love in your life. And remember, you're always welcome at HCC. It's a perfect church for less than perfect people. Peace. This is our Compassion Sunday. We haven't had a chance to do one of these in two years, and it's been grinding at me, just eating at me, that we haven't been able to lift our eyes up off of the insular realities of COVID because COVID pushed us into our little world of Netflix and social media and cancel culture and all of that, and we kind of have become insular. We, we've just disconnected in many ways, and we're more oriented towards ourselves than we've ever been oriented before. And now I'm calling you. I believe the Holy Spirit is calling the church out of that insular sense of passive recognition of poverty out there somewhere and recognize that we are part of the solution. Let me give you some curious and interesting stats. The average household per family, per family, income per family in Nicaragua is $340 a month. $340 a month. That's $4,080 per year. I know of plenty of people in this room. No, this is not intended for shame in any way, but the reality is we get bonuses you know, that are far more than that. Nicaraguan doctors fully credited, fully, just like American doctors go through all of the, all of the education, make $24,000 a year, Nicaraguan doctors. Just to get some perspective, I texted our missionary, Stu, in Nicaragua, and I said, hey, man, how, this morning I did this, how, how, much, how much is a, a gallon of gas, like in Nicaragua? And he texted me back, $4.58. They make, make $4,000 a year. Gas is $4.58. I said, well, how much is a gallon of milk? And he said, $5.83. Just to give you some perspective, because many times when you talk to first world people and you say grinding poverty, and you, everybody says, oh, well, yeah, the cost of living is nothing down there. They can probably get milk for two cents or something like that. You know, Oh, man, it ain't nothing like that. It is so much different than that. And you know what the reality is? It's not their fault that they were born there and in that condition. It's not their fault. They didn't deserve it. It's also not your fault that you were born here. But, but did you deserve it? That's a really great question. Did you deserve to be born here in this first world status with super great Wi-Fi, Netflix available, um, you know, grocery stores full? You know, did, you, did, you, did you earn, did you deserve that somehow because you're better? Or you're, did they not deserve it? You know that's not the case. It's, you, didn't, you didn't deserve to be born here. They didn't deserve to be born there. It's just how it worked out. But here's the reality. It's not our fault they were born there. But what about our responsibility? What about the opportunity for our responsibility as Spider-Man's uncle said to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. We, we have the power of wealth. We have the power of wealth. 
and using it responsibly to care for the poor is a foundational principle for the people of God. All you got to do is read the Old Testament. It's all over it. Before Uncle Ben said that to Peter Parker, Jesus said something similar to you and me. The Lord who loves you says this, Luke 12, 48. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Now, in a few moments, uh, Sandeep Mehdi is, is coming to speak to us. He is a Compassion International alumni, meaning he was in the program uh, in India and uh, came out of the program, and now his life is just something has been completely and absolutely transformed. And so Sandeep will come in just a moment to share, but I want to call you to a scriptural action. The Lord who loves you says these things. Now listen carefully to these words. And after I read them in English, I'm going to have some folks come and share in a different language these same scriptures. And then right after they're finished, we'll be sharing a video and then Sandeep is going to speak. Give freely and spontaneously. Don't have a stingy heart. The way you handle matters like this triggers God's blessing in everything you do. All your work and ventures. There are always going to be poor and needy people among you. So I command you, always be generous. Open purse and hands. Give to your neighbors in trouble, to the poor and hurting. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will repay him for his deed. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, if God has given you the gift of resources, give generously and do it gladly. I want to invite our speakers to come up and share with you. So come on up. Good morning, everybody. My name is Armel, and I'm originally from Togo, West Africa. So I'm going to be reading the word of God in French. Deuteronome Kings 10 à 11. Donne-lui et que ton cœur ne lui donne point à regret, car à cause de cela, l'Éternel ton Dieu te bénira dans tous tes travaux et dans toutes tes entreprises. Il y aura toujours des indigents dans le pays. C'est pourquoi je te donne ce commandement. Tu ouvriras ta main à ton frère, aux pauvres et à l'indigent dans ton pays. Proverbe 19, 17. Celui qui a pitié aux pauvres prête à l'éternel, qui lui rendra selon son œuvre. Romains 12, 6 à 9. Puisque nous avons des dons, de différents dons, selon la grâce qui nous a été accordée, que celui qui a le don de prophétie l'exerce selon l'apologie de la foi. Que celui qui a appelé au ministère s'attache à son ministère. Que celui qui enseigne s'attache à son enseignement. Et que celui qui exhorte à l'exhortation. Et que celui qui fasse, à, euh, fasse avec libéralité. Et que celui qui préside le fasse avec zèle. Que celui qui pratique la miséricorde le fasse avec joie. Que la charité soit sans hypocrisie. 
ayez le mal en horreur, attachez-vous fortement au bien. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Sony Chilcoat and I grew up in India, born and raised for half my life there. Um, the language that I will be reading the word is my native language called Telugu. Dvithiopadesa kandamu padihenava dhyayamu padi padakundu vachnalu. Nivu nischayamaga vani kiyavalinu, vani kichinanduku manaslo vichara padakodadu. Induvalana, ni devudaina yehova, ni kariamal anitlonu, ni vichayu praitnamal anitlonu, ni asirvadinchinu. Bedalu desamala undakamanaru, anduchata, nenu. నీ దేశంలోనున్న నీ సహోదరులకు దీనులకును బీదలకును అవశ్యముగా నీ చెయ్యి చాపవలనని నీకు ఆజ్ఞాపించుచున్నాను సామెతలు పంతొమ్మిదవ అధ్యాయము పదిహేడవ వచనం బీదలను కనికరించువాడు యహోవాకు అప్పించువాడు వాని ఉపకారమునకు ఆయన ప్రతి ఉపకారము చేయును రోమియులకు రాసిన పత్రిక పన్నెండవ అధ్యాయము ఆరు నుండి తొమ్మిదవ వచనాలు మనకు అనుగ్రహింపబడిన కృప చొప్పున వెవ్వేరు కృపావరములు కలిగిన వారమై ఉన్నాము కనుక ప్రవచన వరమైతే విశ్వాస పరిణామం చొప్పున ప్రవచింతుము పరిచర్య అయితే పరిచర్యలోను బోధించువాడైతే బోధించుటలోను హెచ్చరించువాడైతే హెచ్చరించుటలోనూ పని కలిగి ఉందము పంచిపెట్టువాడు శుద్ధ మనస్సుతోనూ పై విచారణ చేయువాడు జాగ్రత్తతోనూ కరుణించువాడు సంతోషముతోనూ పని జరిగింపవలను మీ ప్రేమ నిష్కపటమైనదై ఉండవలను చెడ్డదానిని అసహ్యంచుకొని మంచిదానిని హత్తుకొని ఉండడి దేవుడి వాక్యమును దీవించును గాక ఏమెన్ బోత్ సోనీ అండ్ ఆల్సో ఆర్మెల్ హవ్ బోత్ ఫాట్ హార్డ్ అండ్ వర్క్డ్ టైర్లెస్లీ టు గెట్ టు దిస్ కంట్రీ అండ్ టు బికమ్ సిటిజన్స్ వర్క్డ్ రియలీ రియలీ హార్డ్ టు డు దట్ ఐ వాంట్ ఎంకరేజ్ యు to turn your attention towards the screen to people who will never have that opportunity likely Nama saya Halena Estibora Umur saya 8 tahun. Saya tinggal di lima saudara dan dua orang tua. Mama, saya tidak bisa menentukan juga tapi sebagai orang tua kami bersalah kami juga tidak mampu untuk melayani atas bersalah kepada Tuhan waktu itu tetapi saya lebih memilih ketika pendekatan oleh gereja untuk melayani anak-anak dan disitu saya lihat kemuliaan Tuhan bahwa lebih luar biasa kita melayani anak-anak daripada kita memikirkan hal-hal dunia Sisakan kita ini, walaupun bikin rumah begini, itu beban banyak karena arisan ya kita. Tapi belum tutup sama sekali arisan ini. 
Saya di PPA paling suka buku cerita Arena Arena rajin membaca Berikan kepada mereka Terlebih-lebih Helena itu anaknya Kalau saya lihat selama saya mengajar Anaknya pintar dan priang Ceria Dan sering tidak bolos Masuk PPA Pertama, saya merasa bangga sekali, Pak, karena proses perubahan kita melihat dari penampilan mereka. Karena apa yang kami lakukan bukan hanya dengan kata-kata, tapi perbuatan nyata. Baik, terima kasih fungsi papan data anak untuk mengetahui anak-anak yang terdaftar di PTA berapa seluruhnya, berapa yang dapat sponsor, dan berapa yang belum punya sponsor. Waktu teman dapat sponsor, saya sakit hati karena tidak dapat sponsor. Tiap kali dia Tahu sama saya bagaimana saya makan anak yang lain sudah atas sponsor saya belum dapat. Saya mama berdoa juga, tapi saya tidak pernah dapat tumbuh anak. Tidak mati Tuhan yang mati. Saya bilang gitu sama dia. Tiga empat bulan ke depan, bahwa anak-anak ini akan memiliki sponsor melalui tangan-tangan Tuhan untuk menjamah hati para yang punya yang bisa peduli kepada anak Tuhan akan memberikan yang terbaik buat keluarga ini ada sukacita Asti keluarganya Asti mendapat sponsor dan ini surat dari sponsor yang buat Asti Terima kasih banyak Bawa anak saya Baik Saya kasih masuk PPA saya hari ini saya bangga sekali, tapi Tuhan yang balas. Saya tidak mampu balas, tapi Tuhan yang balas. Tidak pernah saya mimpi bahwa sponsornya api hari ini ada. Tapi saya bangga sekali, sehingga saya jatuh air mata. Terima kasih banyak, berlimpah-limpah. Mereka anak-anak itu merasa dekat dengan sponsornya dan jadi ketika mereka menceritakan isi surat seperti itu anak-anak merasa luar biasa bahwa itu tidak bisa dibayangin seperti itu 
Mungkin pikirnya ya sekedar komunikasi saja Tetapi lebih daripada itu Kedekatannya lebih dekat sekali Dan saya berterima kasih kepada Tuhan Yang bisa memberikan sponsor kepada anak Sebagai anak dan bapak Dan saya berterima kasih kepada Compassion Sebagai jembatan yang dapat menghubungkan Yang ada di seberang Bisa menjadi satu itu kebanggaan saya dan saya merasa senang sekali Hey good morning everybody Oh man um, every single time I see that uh, video I just I just get emotional Um, so, my name is Sandeep Mighty, and born and raised in India, and I have a very similar story as Helena. Uh, whenever I see Helena's mom in that video, man, it reminds me of my mom. Um, and I waited for over a year um, to get a sponsor, and that's my mom and dad. Um, man, in India, we always dress like that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the first time that um, my mom and dad went for a vacation ever in their life. And they were happy, and we took those pictures. Um, right now, they're in India, but now I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, I am married. Uh, we have a picture of my wife. Yes, there she is. Her name is Christina. Uh, man, what a blessing to be married. And now we have two kids. We have two daughters. Yes, uh, Mela and Jessa. Mela is three years old and Jessa is now just turned one year old. Uh, whenever I look into their eyes and whenever they come up to me uh, saying Baba, 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 Baba is dad or father in my native language, it just reminds me of my childhood days and my upbringing. Uh, yes, that is one of the pictures, uh, that was one of the first pictures that was taken um, when I went to the Compassion program. But... Uh, My story today starts, how did I get there? Um, so one of my favorite verse I want to start with uh, is John 21, verse 3. Uh, when I end this verse, you might, you might be like, wow, that is his favorite verse? Interesting. Uh, let's just look into it. Uh, this is where Peter is saying to other disciples that I am going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, Well, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So right now, Simon Peter is like, I would guess he was hungry or getting ready to get more fish. Or they're going for, I would say, kind of fishing, shopping kind of a trip. And that night they got nothing. I'm guessing right now, if, if, if I know Peter well, Peter is like very 
intuistic kind of a guy and you know he get very easily emotional uh, and right now I feel like Peter is hungry Peter is frustrated because he got nothing and later on we'll see next morning Jesus shows up uh, but I want to just pause right there and I want to start my story because when I was a kid I felt like Peter. I got nothing. I still remember every single day I'll wake up from this little chanty. This little chanty was made up of four wooden poles and a blue turp would be surrounding these poles. And this was my house. And this was the size of an SUV car in America, just to give you some perspective. Um, and I'll get up and every single morning, I would be frustrated, I would be hungry, and every single morning I would go for shopping. Well, I never went for shopping in Target, Walmart, or fancy malls that we see over here. But yet, yes, I went for shopping in the city dumpster every single day without a fail. I still remember I would go into the city dumpster and try to grab a piece of bread or a bowl of half rotten rice and I'll see another five kids hand is just getting on it and trying to grab that piece of bread. And this is an ugly thing but I had to fight to grab this piece of bread also. On a good day, if I'm strong enough, I'll fight with them and I'll grab that piece of bread. On a bad day, I'll get a punch on my face because I wasn't strong enough. And tears in my eyes and pain in my stomach, I would come back to my little chanty and I would just cry. Thinking, why I'm born, why I have to go through this, and I would just cry. But before that, I had my favorite stop in front of this three-storied building. And I still remember the walls of this three-storied building were painted white and blue windows. And all these little kids will be waving to their parents saying, bye-bye, mom, bye-bye, dad. And they are happy. They are giggling. They have clean uniform shoes. And I would be standing over there not having much. And I would just think, man, I wish one day I can get inside those walls. I wish what is happening inside those walls. But I couldn't get in. But I was desperate. What I would do is I would climb up a mango tree right beside that school and try to see what was happening inside. And I would see there saying, A for apple, B for ball, C for cat. And it sounded great, but I couldn't understand anything. Because at that time, I didn't know English. But I really liked when these kids will open their tiffin box and they will break this warm bread and they will eat and I would sit down on that mango tree and I would think man I wish 
one day my mom can make some warm bread for me that I can eat out of a tiffin box. But that never happened. What happened was the gatekeeper called me down and told me, hey, you poor kid, come down right now. And he told me, you don't deserve to be over here. He said, you are born in poverty. Most likely you will be dying in poverty. Don't you know that? I come from a Hindu background. That's what they believe, that if you have done something wrong in your past life, God is punishing you this life, and he would tell me that. So I would take all of this and I would go to my mom and to my dad and say, Hey mom, hey dad, why God is punishing us? Because I don't think I have done anything wrong. Like what's, why this is happening? They wouldn't have any answer. They would just tell me that gatekeeper is right. I wish. My mom and my dad told me the gatekeeper is wrong. We can come out of poverty that's what I was expecting, but my mom and dad said, no, most likely we'll be dying in poverty. I still remember in this season, we've been thrown out from that little chanty also where we were living. I still remember we've been thrown out on the street of Calcutta. We didn't have enough food. We didn't have any clean water. We didn't have any medical supplies, and I saw Kids in the neighborhood were giving their breath away. They were dying on the street because they didn't have anything to eat. There wasn't any clean water also. And I thought maybe I would be the next kid in that neighborhood to die next. But in this desperation... In this hopelessness, I always say a hope and a hallelujah was raised from Kentucky Lexington by my sponsor, Stephen and Michelle Grooms, when they partnered with my local church, when they partnered with Compassion. I still remember I was sitting down on the street and this group of people came and said to me, hey, do you know that Jesus loves you? And this is the bread for you if you're hungry. I was like, I don't care about Jesus, man. Give me that bread. Uh, and I took that bread, shoveled it in my mouth. I'm like, man, this bread tastes great. Do you have another one? And they said, yes, we do. I took my next bread and I finished every single crumb of that bread. And my next question was, who is Jesus over here? And he said, hey, if you know about Jesus, let's go to the local church, and we're going to talk about Jesus. So this is my first time going to a local church. And I still remember getting into this gate of this local church. I'm entering, and I'm telling you it was weird. You guys come to a local church. It's weird, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I use the word weird because of this reason. I was entering this gate, and they're like, Hi, Sandeep, how are you? Hey, good morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, why, why people are so excited to see me? Like, when people see me, they tell me I'm dirty, or they're like, oh, my gosh. Okay, you, you are there, uh, because I, I come from the lowest caste, and that's how we were being treated. 
But over here, it's like, hey, come on, come on. I was like, wow, man, I like this place. I think I want to come over here more. Um, and I entered, and they're like, hey, uh, are, you, are you hungry? And straight up, I just lied. I said, yes, very hungry, very, yes. And I, I was thinking in my head, I don't know I can come over here tomorrow or not. Uh, so they said, hey, you know, we got, we got rice, we got lentils, we got chapatis, kind of bread in India, and then we got chicken. What, what, what do you would like? I was like, what? Did you say chicken? They were like, yeah. I'm like, I want to have chicken. And after having chicken, they took a picture of mine, and you can see that picture up there. Um, I had a great time. You know, I, I feel loved. I felt this place was different. I felt this local church was a safe place. I thought this local church was a different world that I could not ever introduce to. But this pastor brought me into this local church, and I just loved it. I got, I got medical supplies. I got clean shoes, clean shirt, uniform. But I always say all those things didn't change my life made a huge difference in my life. What changed my life was what of God for which I got salvation and it helped me to bring Christ to my parents. It helped me to bring Christ to my community. It helped me to bring Christ to my friends in my community. Man, Little after this, I got a letter from my sponsor, Stephen and Michelle Groom, saying, Sandeep, we love you. That's their picture. Sandeep, we love you. We are praying for you. In fact, they said, Sandeep, you can do anything and everything through Christ because all the strength comes from him. Amen? Man, I still remember we were selling vegetables on the street of Calcutta. Okay, that's my Indian accent, vegetables. Uh, I think over here you say vegetables, veg, vegetables. I'm like, where is that E pronunciation? I don't know. We can debate about that afterwards. So, so I was selling vegetables and people would come to our shop and would say to me, Sandeep, you, you will be doing this for the rest of your life because you're so good at it. I was like, well, like, I, I don't want to sell potatoes for the rest of my life. They're like, no, you're so good at it. And I was like, why do you think I'm good at it? They're like, well, you know, so this is what I used to do. Let's imagine this, right? Let's say this is a potato. So I would take a potato and I would draw a smiley face on the potato. And I would say, hey, come on, man. Look at this potato. This potato is smiling at you. You need potatoes. If you don't want this potato or if you don't get this potato, you know what? Look at this. And I'm going to draw a not smiley face on this side. So the, the potato will be very upset. And they would just laugh like you guys are laughing. And they were like, oh, man, I love this guy. I want your potato. I'm like, okay. And, you know, I... I I just liked in doing that, but I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. And in those seasons, those letters meant so much to me when they came in my hand from the other side of the planet telling Sandeep, you can do anything and everything through Christ because all the strength comes from him.
I said amen to that. I started believing in their words. In fact, I finished my grade 10, about to go to grade 11 and 12. Um, my pastor told me, Sandeep, you can go to any school you want to. My sponsor told me, Sandeep, go and fulfill your dreams, and we want to come beside you in supporting you in any ways we can. So my pastor said, hey, Sandeep, are you ready to go to high school? Which school you want to go? And I was like, I, I, I think I know which school I want to go. Guess which school I went to. I went back to the same school where 10 years back I used to stand and I used to think how life could be beautiful inside those walls and I got kicked out. And I was entering this school with my very good friend and I was just crying, I was just weeping and I was right there inside that gate and I couldn't take a step. All in a sudden I just went on my knees and I started praying to my heavenly father. And saying, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have given me to be over here right now. And believe you me, my heavenly father was telling me, Sandeep, do you realize my delay is not denial? I repeat myself, his delay is not denial. His delay is to serve us the best when we need it, not when we just want it. Man, I want to just encourage you this morning that if you're in a season of life where you just think things have been denied and denied and you are just worn out, let me tell you, our Heavenly Father would never deny us. Because He knows us the best when we need things and when we want things. I finished my grade 12, about to go to university, people said, Sandeep, you sure you want to go for university? I said, yeah, I think so. I wanted to go to hospitality degree. And people said, no, please don't do that because your English is like rotten cabbage. <laughs> I was like, wow, thank you. Um, and then they said, hey, you know what? Uh, you're not handsome. And I was like, wow, okay. This is my most encouraging day of my life, I guess. Um, and then they said, Sandeep, you're not qualified to go and pursue your hospitality degree. But this is what I think and I say. God doesn't always call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Are you with me? Man, I prayed and I did pursue your hospitality degree and I still have the degree. Because I feel like he called me and he qualified me to go and do that. And I believe that this morning I'm speaking some fresh cabbage English that you're understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, you can clap for that too. Uh, uh, but I always said this morning I want to raise my voice to those who said I'm not handsome. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is my point. My point is maybe I'm not handsome, but today God has equipped me to lend my hand to some 
who are drowning in the poverty, who are drowning in the darkness, because some handsome hands from Kentucky Lexington 26 years ago lended their hand to this poor kid sitting down in Calcutta thinking the next day he's going to die. Saved me in the name of Jesus. Man, when, 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 when I was a little kid, you know, I still remember when we had been thrown out on the street, my mom would always stare to a house and would just tell me, Sandeep, I wish one day we'll, we'll have a house. And this is my last story to end my time. Um, and she will say, you look those houses, you know, uh, man, I one day wish we will have a house and we can say this is our house, we can do life together. But I know that would never happen. And we would just cry. But this past year, man, God blessed me and my family to go back to India and give these keys, you can see the picture, to give these keys to my mom and dad. And I told them, God has answered your prayers, mom. And she was just crying. And she just said, yes, he did, son. And this house won't be our house. This will be God's house where other people can experience his unconditional love in over here. I tell you this story because I encourage you to sponsor a child today. Because when you sponsor a child today, you won't be just fulfilling a child's dream. You'll be fulfilling a mom's dream too, in some ways. To a dad dreams too, in some ways. Now we are blessed in, in sponsoring three kids. One kid fr from Ecuador, Wendy is right there. Another child is Shujon from Bangladesh, right there. And another child from Togo. But I haven't got a chance to go to Togo yet. But I want to go and visit Jermaine in Togo. So this morning I want to just finish my time in encouraging you and motivating you in just saying, sponsor a child. Respond to the calling, what he's calling you to do. Because we get an opportunity this morning to be a part of somebody's life that they think they're neglected. They think they're nothing. But if we do something today, that would be everything in their life. Let's nail Christ in their heart and soul as it's been nailed in ours. Thank you everybody for listening to me. Love you guys and have a blessed day. couple folks who are in our church that you know well uh, are also sponsors. I want to invite them to come and share with you what it means for them to be a sponsor. Mike Kirkpatrick and then directly Chris Brusaw.
everyone and my wife Lisa and I support three children in Nicaragua through Compassion International this appeals to us because we know exactly who we are helping we began supporting Ashley when she was five years old and she is now 10 you can see her standing there with Lisa Compassion International has made it very easy for us to get to know each other through letters and photos. We did not realize how much we mean to these children until we met Ashley, along with Brian, Kenner, and their moms in February 2020. We were in Nicaragua on a well drilling trip organized by our own Damaris Maldonado. Lisa and I waited in the parking lot for the bus from Compassion International. Ashley was still on the bus when she recognized Lisa from some photos and literally screamed, Ay esta ella! There she is! Ashley ran off the bus, tore across the parking lot, and wrapped her arms around Lisa. The kid's heart was beating through her chest. Lisa could literally feel it. Ashley was glued to Lisa for the rest of the visit. Her mom said that Ashley had scarcely slept the night before, worrying that the visit might not happen. Now, I have to mention that the water park in the pictures where we met the children was a very special day for them, far out of the ordinary. It was not at all going to the community pool. It doesn't happen. I also want to mention we mean a lot to their parents. One, one mom brought a scrapbook with every letter and photo we have sent. They know they cannot provide for their children. They want to help. Ashley has often included drawings of a house in her letters. During the visit, Lisa asked if it is her house. And she replied, yes it is, but added that she left out the holes in the roof. I say this to point out that what we are doing is a very big deal for these wonderful folks. They have many needs they cannot meet and they know it. Well, the money we have sent has not inconvenienced us. We have not been deprived of anything. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us so. There is nothing that has changed in our lifestyle as we went from supporting Ashley added Brian, and then added Kenner. If our support were to stop, however, they would miss the meals, tutoring, and spiritual guidance that they received at the Compassion Centers. They need the meals. We had lunch when we visited with the children, and there was not a crumb left over. No complaints about disliking any foods. To sum it up, you will enjoy supporting these children you will know exactly who you support. You will get to know them and correspond with them. Visits are possible and do not have to be on a well drilling trip. You will know that a child and a family appreciate you tremendously. Thank you. Well, good morning. So to share this morning, I'll be sharing for myself. My name is Chris Brusall, and my wife's name's Emily, 
And our child, our sponsor child, Miguel, is 11 years old. Emily and I don't have any biological children yet, but nurturing this little person and sharing the love of Jesus and the Christian values that mean so much to us is one of the deepest desires of our hearts. And one way that we've found to express that desire in our lives right now is through sponsoring Miguel through Compassion International. I decided to sponsor Miguel during a Compassion Sunday like this one over eight years ago. Miguel was only three. My wife was not into the idea at first. As young people looking to buy a house, our money was tight. But the experience really came alive for her when I traveled to Nicaragua on a church mission trip and sent back these photos of Miguel holding my hand as we walk around his hometown together. My wife and I have visited Miguel a total of three times. We've seen with our own eyes how his teacher at the Compassion Center keeps records of all our letters and his progress at the school. We've seen his mischievous smile when we gave him a new toothbrush and the overjoyed smile when a soccer ball was also in the back. We've experienced a real relationship with him and watched him grow through visits and letters. For example, in one letter he wrote, I passed the fifth grade, thank God. We even got to know his mom. While we are giving this to Miguel financially, our dollars are translated into encouragement, support, education, and resources that Miguel's family would not have otherwise. That is very rewarding to us. And while we do believe we're the ones giving, Miguel's letters are an indication that he is regularly praying for us, all the way from Nicaragua, which is just as valuable to us. I trust the Compassion Organization and believe in their impact. There are real families on the receiving end of our financial contribution. Through this experience, I've learned how far our money can reach when we let God wrestle it out of our hands. Compassion makes it easy to impact the life of a child and pass a legacy of Christian values to the next generation and across the world. And as a side note, uh, this is not in what we wrote, but um, Miguel sent a letter a couple weeks ago, and it's on our fridge. And he has a picture of a sunny pasture, and on the side of it he has a Nicaraguan flag and an American flag and a heart in the middle. And I just uh, was thinking about that this morning, and, and Pastor Steve has said many years ago that, you know, through, through this kind of giving, through this kind of organization, we can really celebrate the diversity of earth and the unity of heaven. So I, I really would encourage you this day, if the Lord is prompting you, that you would engage in sponsoring a child. Thank you. pleasure of mine to be able to have satisfied customers. I'm the paid salesman, you know. And these are satisfied customers who are truly being engaged. And I've got to tell you that this, this combination of clean water and child sponsorship is to me the most robust way to impact those living in grinding poverty for the sake of Jesus, which is the majority of the world's population. I love the idea of one-off missions-type giving like Samaritan's Purse Christmas Child Shoebox Program. Love that. It's, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a wonderful gift around that Christmas season. My concern always is, what do you do about the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, and then the next month? It just blows me away that $38 a month, and that's what it takes to sponsor a child, $38 a month. 
the equivalent of one Chick-fil-A meal for a family of four. $38 a month. I don't bat an eye when I take my kids, you know, I, I take my kids to Chick-fil-A and spend 40 bucks on, you know, a meal for the family. I don't bat an eye at that. And I think, wow, $38 a month covers education, health care, mentoring, nutritional support, intervention regarding human trafficking protection, and the gospel love, that, all of the gospel love that they can stand for $38 a month. And like Mike, and like Chris, I've seen firsthand myself over a dozen times visiting children all around the Central American area what it does for that child, but not only that child, what it does for their family, what it does for the whole family, and how that love and support generalizes to the entire community and ultimately to the area. I want to tell you there's a few options today that you can think about. Oftentimes we just kind of wrap up with a prayer, with a song. It's really nice. But today I'm calling you to action. I'm saying to you, God's got an opportunity for you today. There's two uh, ways you can really engage. One is through the compassion journey. It means you get up out of here, you walk over to the ministry center, and you say, I'd like to go through the compassion journey. It's a, it's a walking little tour. It takes about... 10 minutes, 15 minutes to be able to go through, but it gives you a great perspective as to what it means to be sand deep in his world. It immerses you in that world for a little bit of time, a little audio-visual type presentation. Go over there, check it out, and let God continue to speak to you. There's another option that you can engage in, and that is by using our church app. Our church app is absolutely fantastic, and when you, when you open up the church app, there's a little compassion button right there and you click on that compassion button and it takes you to our website well just like this you scroll down a little bit it says uh, view children available for sponsorship you click on that view children available for sponsorship you scroll down and guess what there's a bunch of kids there all of them from Nicaragua and all of them from the area where we do wells and where Mike and Chris and me and a bunch of other people have sponsored kids already. You can sponsor a kid in that area and make an incredible difference and then go with us on a well drilling trip sometime and visit your kid and hang out and take them to the water park if you like. That's an opportunity for you to go straight through our app. Many of you got this when you came in. It's an opportunity to go to the website or click on the QR code. It's just all, there's so many ways you can just investigate and explore and wonder and let the Holy Spirit talk to you. And then there's a final way and that is during the song that we are getting ready to sing. You can step up to this altar and take a look at some packets that are physically here. If you don't want to do digital and you don't really do the technology thing, there's an opportunity to do that. Through the Compassion Journey, there's also packets there of kids from Nicaragua that you can sponsor and engage in that as well.